0: This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student run media outlets at the University of South Carolina.
1: Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. I'm Matt. And I'm Mac. And this is Sip of Success.
0: Hey, everyone. On today's episode, we're sitting down with Julie Morris, who's the director of Office of Undergraduate Research at the University of South Carolina, as well as Abby Chapin, a research ambassador for the Office of Undergraduate Research as well, to talk about how students on campus can get involved with research and all the opportunities that their office has to offer here at U of SC when it comes to research as an undergrad. So without further ado, thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. We're so excited to have you both. um, And thanks for coming on.
2: Mm-hmm. thank you it's our thank pleasure you.
0: yeah so just to start <laughs> off if you guys want to introduce yourselves uh, Julie do you want to go first for us
2: sure yep Julie Morris director of the office of undergraduate research uh I've actually been in this position I don't know if I should say how long since 2004 <laughs> uh, and I did my uh graduate degree here at the university and I'm Abby I'm a junior here at the university and I'm
3: studying international relations um, and I'm doing research all about war crimes and the International Criminal Court and their subsection um, with Sub-Saharan Africa.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing and thanks for coming on again.
3: Yeah, we're really happy to have you guys
1: looking forward to the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a good one. I know our listeners will be really happy. Um, so Abby, do you want to describe your experience in doing research as an undergrad? I know you said it was about war crimes, but if you want to go into depth about how you got that, what resources you guys might offer to help our listeners find research?
3: Yeah, well actually, um, because I study, I do, I'm a international studies major. And so I was never really undergraduate research was not on my radar at all until um, about this time, maybe a little bit earlier in the late of 2019. And I was signing up for a political science class. It was gonna be a Maymester and we were supposed to travel overseas. We were going to um, spend a couple of days um, at the UK parliament and the EU parliament and just getting to talk to some really cool people. And part of that trip was being able to go to the International Criminal Court and maybe um, sitting in on some trials that were going on, talking to staffers, talking to um, whoever really would talk to us, basically. And I was like, wow, that's a really cool trip. I really want to go on it. But uh, my scholarship wouldn't cover it. So I had to figure out a way to pay for it. And it was brought to my attention that you can use um, grant money, basically, to travel. And so I was like, well, I guess this is what we're doing. And I kind of threw together this research project and I got in touch with an old professor and she was like, "Um, yeah, I know absolutely nothing about human rights but I'm looking forward to learning about them um, going through this project with you. And so we put together this project and the whole point was to look at um, A, if there's bias in the international criminal court um, towards sub-Saharan Africa and B, if that bias does exist, how it has economically impacted the continent. Um, So that was kind of the the starting point. And then uh, the coronavirus happened and the trip got canceled, but I still had this research project that I was doing. And so we've really like shifted focus a lot into not necessarily looking at the economic impacts, but more looking at how um, justice systems are conducted all over the world um, and how the International Criminal Court has played a part in kind of um, formulating, I guess, and setting an example of how we look at justice um, through, the certain, through certain lenses and how different court systems handle different um, crimes and stuff like that. And most of it has really just been reading, doing lit review um, and reading what other people have done I've recently written my first um, interview protocol and sent that electronically via fax machine, um, which honestly, one of the hardest parts of this project was tracking down a fax machine to be able to fax this document um, to the Hague, um, which is where the international criminal court is. But, um, and now I'm just waiting on a response really. And that's kind of the whole story in short.
0: Yeah, no, that's very cool. How you kind of got started in research and I know even with like COVID, that's neat how you kind of turn this into like a whole like year long project and that's still ongoing. Uh, in question, kind of for you, Julie, going off of, Abby obviously had like a very unique experience getting involved with research. And I don't know, Abby, you said you're a Magellan. Is that through a Magellan grant?
3: Uh, Yeah, I have the mini Magellan, the Magellan mini grant and then the Capstone grant as well.
0: Okay, neat, neat. And I know, you know, you can get a grant um or a scholarship for research but also Julie if you just want to hop on a research project how does a student even if they're all the way from a freshman I know because at USC we allow freshmen to be on projects how do you find a project whether you want to hop on one with a professor or a faculty member or how do you start your own project and what's that process look like
2: great yes so, um, you know, the, it really varies depending on um, getting involved in research really depends on um, what you're looking for. So if you are interested in getting on a faculty member's research, it's all going to be about making that connection with the faculty. And so how do you do that? Um, you, if the, you have a faculty member that um, you're taking a class from, If you have uh, friends or peers who are engaged in research, definitely talk with them. But the big thing is that the Office of Undergraduate Research is here to help in that process, and we help all the way through the process. So we can help with the getting started. We have a video online that gives you a little preview um, on that getting started process, and then set up a, a research consultation with one of our advisors to have more of an in-depth. This is specifically what I'm looking for in a research experience. And we certainly don't expect students to know all the faculty members on campus. That's our job. So we're here to help through that process of, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm really interested in exploring. These are some of the questions that I find fascinating. And then we'll sit down and say, okay. well, have you thought about looking at this faculty member or this project or this faculty member? Um, Most students do start by working directly on a faculty member's project. Uh, And that's just because it's, that's the way to learn is to figure out, you know, this is what, and and that's something that Mac was talking about is that she's working with a faculty member on on the project that's ongoing in the, the lab. Um, but certainly students can, like Abby, have developed their own questions, and then it's a process of finding that faculty member who is just as excited and committed to learning more about a topic or has an expertise in that topic um, who would be a good match. So we talk a lot about about what the office does is matchmaking. So we facilitate, you can use whatever terminology you want to say, if it's hinge or uh, match or eHarmony, um, we do a lot of that, talking about what you're interested in and helping you find uh, a match. And then it moves on to once you find that match, uh, how do you, um, is it funding from the mentor? Is it an academic credit, independent study? Is it volunteer? Is it applying for one of our grants? And we have a lot of different grants depending on uh, what you're eligible for.
1: That's awesome. I love how many different, I guess, avenues students can take. Um, I know when I first came to school, I thought of research as just sitting in a lab, which I do now. But I've heard so many interesting research projects and so many ways that students can you know, pursue their passions, help professors, and make money.
2: I think it's awesome. Well, you know, so- I really think that's, I wanted to build off of that because mm-hmm. it, it really is one thing that we always talk about is discovery for every discipline because it is about finding what you are passionate about, what you want to explore. So if it's art, music, theater, if it's English, if it's uh, history, it, it, we have it all which is what I think is really cool. Because if you think about the faculty on campus, they're in every single department, every single discipline and all of them are committed to that research experience in whatever their discipline is. And so there are those possibilities. And we've had some really, really awesome projects with students think outside the box too. Um, So we've had a student who, I mean, here she is, she was pre-med but loved painting, loved art. So she did a survey of students about Disney princesses and then created this series of paintings that spoke to uh, the impact and influence that Disney princesses have had on women uh, as they were growing up. So it's the sky's the limit on what you're interested in. And so it's important to... Don't settle for something that you think you have to do. Find that thing that you're passionate about that you really want to explore. So as you know, you spend a lot of time on it. Uh, And so you want it to be something that you're excited about.
3: Yeah, I think uh, uh, just to go off that really quick, one of the things that I found really cool about my position as a research ambassador is that we give these presentations to mostly U101 classes. So we're mostly talking to incoming freshmen and first year students. And one of the first questions that we ask them and one of the first like slides in our presentation is like, well, if I were to ask you what research is, what would you say? And like, what's the association? What's your first word that comes to mind? And most of them, it's like uh, lab coats and goggles and labs and beakers and test tubes. And then the next thing that I immediately say to them is like, okay, well I do research every day and I've never once set foot in a lab ever. When, even for my like, common, my core classes, I've never set foot in a lab. I don't, I don't even know where they are on campus, if I'm being honest with you. And then later in the presentation, we have this like, grid, and it's probably tw- like 20 or 30 projects that have been done across all disciplines at the university. And one of them that I always like to point out, and I think is really cool, is an anthropology project. And they traveled to Hawaii and looked at like, Native Hawaiian tattooing um and they just had like a bunch of they were looking at like all the meanings and stuff and I just think it's really cool is that you see that light go off in people when they realize that oh like research is just discovery it's not um like necessarily like test tubes and beakers and like what the the norm is
1: yeah that's awesome so y'all described some really interesting projects but I want to ask you if you guys have any more unique projects that y'all want to discuss Um, the Hawaiian one sounds right up my alley. That would be awesome to have USC pay for me to get Hawaii. And I mean, do something really cool and learn a lot about the culture. So if y'all want to just elaborate on that, that'd be great.
3: Um, the tattooing one is definitely really cool. They, um, I don't remember the exact specifics of the project, um, unfortunately, but it was, they were looking at like the meanings and how, um, like tattoos in that culture, like they're so much more than just art. That you put on your body, like it's really, um, it's a communal thing. It's a, it's how they. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm gonna kind of leave it there. But one of the other ones that I always thought was kind of cool was they had another group of students. I believe they were marketing students or finance students, and they traveled to the Olympics when they were in Rio, um, and they were looking at. Um, and I also don't remember the type of advertising it was, but there's a name for it, and basically what happens is that you'll say that, like, let's say that the event was sponsored by, like, Coca-Cola or whatever, so then you would have a bunch of representatives from Pepsi standing outside handing out all of their, like, Pepsi gear, Um, and then there would be, like, hats, t-shirts, signs, whatever they are, and then everyone that's been walking in has all of this Pepsi gear on, and they're, like, hats and t-shirts and they're free so they put it on right because that's just kind of what you do and then all of a sudden this event that's been sponsored by Coca-Cola when the camera is taking pictures of it there's just Pepsi products everywhere and they were looking at the detrimental effects that it has on advertising and how um, it the like costs and stuff to the different companies and where it's legal and where it's not Um, I thought that was a really interesting project too I don't know if Julie you have another one that sticks out in your mind
2: yeah. And that's called ambush marketing. That was Thank a really cool <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, so let's see some, we've had some, of course you have the science ones in the, that work with faculty, both on campus, Columbia uh, campus, as well as in the school of medicine. Um, we've had students who have, uh, in physical education and exercise science who have evaluated sports equipment and exercise equipment for uh, different um, uh, infections staff, if if it's around there. Um, We've had students who have uh, looked at the effect of race in politics uh, for the different um, presidential elections. We've had um, some great marine science projects that are investigating the impact of climate change, um, migration of animals. What are some others? Let's see, finance, looking at um, economic impact of various regions of the world. We had a really cool project, an um, in international business. The student um, was spending the semester in China, um, but decided that she didn't want to do a business project So she actually looked at the impact and history of folk dance. So the traditional dance in China and how it had um, continued and what it meant to the community that she was in. So I think those have been some of the ones that um, speak to me is where you can tell the student is um, taking that step to the side and saying, I just wanna explore something that I'm passionate about. Um, because we don't often, we often think, yes, I'm going to be doing this in my major because I'm absolutely sure of what I want to do. And those are fantastic and they're exciting and they're, and they're impactful, but then it's also the, you know, I just want to take this moment and try something different. Yeah,
0: no, those are really cool projects. I've definitely heard of some, I'm an ambassador, so I've heard people talk about like some with, um like with the big soccer tournament that happens every four years or six years. What is it called? I forget. The World oh, Cup. It... Oh, the World Cup.
2: Yes, yes. I've we have definitely yes. had students that go to the World Cup, to the Olympics. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, very cool. And I know obviously there's like a bunch of different avenues for doing research. But what are, I guess, I don't know if you have like the exact number, but what's like how many students on our campus, undergrads are involved in research? And also, I know we are a top, a tier one institution for research. So what does that mean? And like, what does that mean for our university and students that are on these research projects?
2: Great question. So we are actually in the process of capturing the number of students that are engaged in research on on campus. You would think that would be an easy thing because we can do that with classes. Uh, But because research happens in so many different ways, you have students who are engaged as volunteers, in classes, as well as getting paid it's really hard to capture that number. So we're working on it, but we're not there yet. So U of SC is a um, a very high research activity uh, university which is really a great place for us to be in terms of opportunities for students to get involved. Because what that means is that our faculty are doing cutting edge research in all disciplines and that all of our faculty are engaged and involved and passionate about what they do. And the best way for them to be successful is to have people help them. And so what a great way for our faculty to meld the um, education and teaching part of their job with their research part of their job. And so our faculty are committed to giving, getting students involved in their research, both to further their research agenda, to further the students' research understanding, and also that teaching an apprentice model of getting our students involved in activities that are going to be meaningful for you as you go forward in your career. Because it is all about getting getting experience. How do you get experience? That's kind of the, the chicken and the egg thing. I need to get I need to get a job. I need to get experience. How do I get experience without getting a job? Research can be a way to do that because you are investing those skills that you need to be successful in the future and training and learning how to do them now.
3: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, at least from a student and what I've gathered is that, you know, professors and faculty want to help. They want you to be involved. And so I think the biggest thing or the biggest way that that helps students is that it takes away that whole anxiety of like well, what if I, what if they don't want to help me? Like every faculty wants to help. And I've heard numerous accounts of faculty saying, um, you know, I may not be able to take you on as a mentee right now, but reach out to this person or this person or this person, I know they're looking for people or they might be interested or they might have something for you. So maybe it's not always the answer that you're specifically looking for, but there's always going to be another opportunity. The biggest thing about being a tier one research um, institution is that, there's always opportunities and there's always multiple opportunities um, available to every student on campus.
0: Yeah, no, that's very cool, Um, especially since there is so much research going on on our campus. I feel like I definitely have a lot of friends that are doing research either with a professor, I even have some friends that have, uh, that are Magellan scholars, but I know that's kind of a big thing on our campus is that Magellan scholarship, and I'm not super familiar with it, but what is that Magellan scholarship? What does it entail? And I guess, Abby, if you kind of want to start off on that, since you are, you said, like, the Magellan Scholar Ambassador um, for that kind of grant and program.
3: Yeah, so the Magellan Scholar is the big one, the one that most people are aware of, is the Magellan Award. And it's um, basically $3,000. It's a $3,000 grant, and it covers a variety of different things. It covers things like um, lab supplies, lab time. Um, you can even pay yourself from that. Um Basically, it's $3,000 to invest in yourself and to invest in your research. And you fill out this application, and I'm not saying that lightly because it is very. Writing my application for that um, grant was probably the hardest thing that I've had to do in my undergraduate career. Um, but it's also the thing that has improved my writing and improved um, just my general awareness of academia um the most since I've been an undergraduate so it was definitely the most challenging thing but also the most beneficial thing that I've had to do
1: awesome yeah Madonna's a great thing I, I agree with you that would be a really hard thing to write I've had lots of friends <laughs> who get very stressed <laughs> out by it um but I think I, I don't know Matt do you have any more questions I don't no, think you so much for, for going on this was awesome coming
2: on this is awesome really awesome oh, it was our pleasure yeah no problem yeah, we and please, if, if you hear of any students who want to get involved, just send them our way. We're here to we help. Will.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so again, thank you guys so much for coming on to speak with us today. So for our listeners to learn more about the Office of Undergraduate Research at U of SC, just head to sc.edu and then search undergraduate research. Um, and make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at sip.of.success. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.